All right. Good morning. Um, I don't have to tell everybody that uh, things are a little bit crazy right now. Um, the uh, if you run a business long enough, you're you're going to hit a dot com bubble, a Y two K, a nine eleven, a mortgage crisis, or COVID nineteen. Um, when I started thinking about doing this episode, I actually I didn't want to do an episode about COVID-19. It was, um, it felt, um, uncomfortable for me. Um, and I mean, I'm not a medical professional. I don't, I'm not a policymaker. I don't have anything to say about those things. But what I realized is that this is a significant issue, but it's, it's part of a, a bigger picture. And when we look at that bigger picture, I realized that in my professional career, we haven't gone more than eight years without a significant dis disruption to the economy at large. And so as small business owners, understanding how to manage that, how to deal with that is, is important. We have to understand what, what we can do um, to, to get our businesses through the, the, uh, that particular crisis, whatever it is. Because we're never going to have control over how security at the airport is handled or what the, um, uh, you know, Y2K turned out to be kind of a bust in terms of, of uh, catastrophes. But there was a lot of concern about it. Um, but we, don't, we didn't have control over what, that, what the impact was going to be. And we didn't have, as small business owners, control over, over what happened in 2008. But we did have to get through it. And I guess the, before I get too deep into this, the, the good news is we did get through it, all of them. So that's something that we really have to keep in mind. Um, so while COVID-19 is a serious issue, um, if we step back a little bit, we can take a look at how do we bridge a crisis as a small business owner. So it's time to roll up our sleeves and get to work. I'm Stephen Krause, and this is Up and to the Right, the no-nonsense podcast where we blend your passion with proven business principles and practical action. We're not talking about buzzwords or short-term trends. This is about taking solid business principles and applying them creatively and authentically to solve problems in our businesses. All right, so uh, today we're going to talk about, obviously, crisis management and um Specifically, uh, I want to go through a few things. Before I talk about business, we have to talk about ourselves. Um, and, and one of the first things, uh, you know, the things we need to consider is self-care. And we don't like to talk about self-care in our society. And I, I'm as, as guilty as the next person when it comes to this, okay? But it's really important right now. Um, the next thing we'll talk about is planning and then executing a plan to get through a crisis. So the, the first thing I want to talk about is this self-care piece, which, like I said, I'm, I'm as guilty as the next person, maybe more so in, in not being very good at this. Okay. But it is something we need to talk about and we, and we need to do our best to remind ourselves to uh, take care of ourselves. So the first thing is finding calm. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say remain calm because I think that's um, unrealistic in a crisis. 
I think it's important to remember that you're going to have moments where you don't feel calm, you know, and I'm, I'm going between, you know, kind of hopefulness to insomnia, to nauseated all the time. And we need to, while we might not be able to remain calm, we need to be able to get back to calm. We need to be able to find ways to get back to calm. Um, and so this is not new stuff, but I do think it warrants repeating because a lot of us aren't good at it. And we need to be reminded, A, that it's a thing, and B, that it's okay. And the first thing, you know, taking care of ourselves, eating right, exercising, whatever you can do. Um, I know at least here in Colorado, all of the stay-at-home orders are stay-at-home, but you can go outside and take a walk. Um, as long as you're social distancing, uh, you know, meditate, read. And um, here's one for us. Uh, let's try to have some fun. Um, and my wife will tell you, that's that's not my forte, but it is something that we need to be cognizant of and try to do so that we can help ourselves be at our best. So as we do that, um, it is important because if we're not at our best, we can't respond our best for our business and or for our uh, coworkers or our families or our community at large. All of those people count on us and that's, you know, that can feel like a heavy weight, but if, if we take care of ourselves, we can do the best we can for them. So that's super important. Um, and like I said, we can you eat right, exercise, meditate, get some sleep, or at least try, um, get some recreation in. Um, I put a note in, a note in here about stress eating. Um, you know, I'm a cheese and triscuits kind of guy. Uh, Triscus doesn't sponsor the podcast, but uh, if they'd like to, I, I'll, we can talk about it. Um, but uh, I, I can't get too worked up about that. But you do, I do feel like it's important to put boundaries around it. If, if you find yourself, when I find myself eating Triscuits and cheese, I have to say, okay, I'm going to pour a few Triscuits out and then I'm going to put, put the box away because I will sit there and go through the whole box. Um, and I do think that's, it's important to recognize that that's going to happen, you know, that we are going to get stressed out and that we need some kind of coping me mechanism and we don't all have magical Zen to, to just reach down into their, the Zen bucket and, and, and get some. So if you find yourself using a coping behavior that might not have long-term health benefits, okay, recognize it. Don't get upset with yourself. Just say, all right, I don't feel too good right now, but I got to put some boundaries around that, figure out a plan, move on. All right, so enough about us. Let's talk a little bit about um, the first thing we can do in the planning process for actually going through and, sorry, I'm having a little trouble getting my scrolling on my notes. All right. Um, getting the planning process put in place so that we can figure out what we're going to do. And the first thing we want to do, really I'm having trouble here, is uh, find a place where you can um, look at facts uh, and uh, 
in, in some kind of calm. You have to get to your calm first so that we can, we can look at this um, situation from as objective a position as we can. It's also unrealistic to be completely objective. For most of us, we're going to have some kind of feelings about the situation, and you're going to have to recognize that you have to move on anyway. We can't, there's no perfect situation to do this exercise in. Find the best calm that you can. Find a place where you can uh, work, you know, quietly and start putting together some notes. So we need to look, the first thing is what is the real change in your revenue? Uh, this is the point where you have to say, okay, I'm not letting my head run away with me now. My fear running away with me now. Um, is revenue down by 10%? Is it down by 50%? In one of my businesses, revenue is down by 75%. So it has a real impact every single day on my business. Um, so what is the real change in revenue? And so then you start saying, okay, if that revenue stream, whatever it is, has been impacted in this way, what are some additional revenue streams that you can begin to put together? Now, we're, we're already in the midst of a crisis. And so, yes, we should still definitely, we should be doing everything we can to A, maintain the revenue streams we already have, and B, implement new revenue streams. Um, and you're seeing it, some of it, you know, restaurants are, are focusing on takeout, um, although I think that may be changing now in Colorado because of the, the statewide closure. Um, but, uh, you know, people are looking at that, but how do you do that in the moment? You know, the, a lot of businesses have up to, you know, 60 days of cash. Implementing a new revenue stream in 60 days is a big ask but we do have to start working on it. Um, we survived all those other catastrophes that I mentioned earlier, and we'll get through this one, but there is going to be a tough time, but we do have to start working on it. So what are some other revenue streams that might be available to you um, where you can, and I, I think we need to shift a little bit of our thinking from, am I selling this product, this service, to how can I share value with a potential customer? So it comes down, instead of this specific product, this specific service, it comes down to what value can I offer and how can I distribute that safely in this environment? So, you know, it's, it's not just a product or a service. Um, and... Uh, where did that note go? Oh, well. Oh, there we go. Um, live, right? Um, so can you provide remote services? You know, can you, you know, for, for beyond 50%, I can do Skype, I can do phone calls, you know, I can do webinars. All of that stuff is still allows me to be socially isolated, but still provide value to customers. Um, for the directed energy business that I have, that's a little trickier because it's a high-tech product that we supply. So we're still investigating that, and we've actually been looking at that for quite some time in terms of finding out, you know, how can we provide value in a different way than, uh, than we traditionally have. Um, can you do paid content? 
can you do courses? Could you do a paid podcast? That one maybe not so much. I, it, we'll see. I, we'll see if people start adopting that as a revenue stream versus so many podcasts like this one and, and many others are actually free and have been forever. Um, and so I think there's a market expectation around that. But if you can provide a podcast um, or, you know, video audio content that has value beyond um, uh, what you're already doing, or you can create something um, that goes more in depth about your topic or whatever, you might be able to come up with something like that. So can you provide a paid content like that? Can you write a book? Can you, I mean, an ebook, you don't have to do, you don't have to go anywhere to publish a book anymore. You can publish an ebook and that can be paid content. So there are options. Um, and those are just some, you know, really, really quick, you know, virtual remote, socially isolated ways of generating revenue. Um, and you have to look at your own business and examine what you offer or what you can offer that's potentially valuable to a customer and, um, and see how you can reconfigure things or add a configuration of, uh, of product or service that is deliverable in that format, in some format that we can do now. Um, so we talk about revenue. The next thing, oops, phew. All right. The next thing we talk about is, is how do we deal with our expenses, right? And um, some of this is pretty cut and dry. You, you cut what you can. If you don't need it right now, you probably shouldn't be buying it. Um, depending on your cash position, of course, if you have tons of cash, but you believe me, the economy could use you. Um, if you're, if you don't have tons of cash and you have to, and you have to be careful, then you need to cut expenses that you need to cut, um, and shrink expenses that you don't have to have, you know, that full amount, whatever that might mean. Um, you know, turn the heater down, that might save you a few dollars, but you get the idea. If there's something that you can throttle, then by all means, you got to throttle it. Um, and then defer expenses that you can, if, you've, if you're working on a capital expenditure, so you've got a big machine that you want to put in place or something like that, um, and you can put it off, this might be a time where you need to do that. Um I guess before I go on with my notes, I want to talk a little bit about the market economy because this economy, our economy, and it's true around the world, it only works when money is moving. So when we all hunker down and we stop spending, that causes the very problem that we're afraid of. And so um, while I'm not going to encourage people to be wasteful and, and spend money they don't have. And I would certainly, and as a business owner, I am being very careful about how I spend money, but we have to also recognize that if you're in a position where you can make a purchase, the company you're buying from is going to really appreciate that, especially at a time like this. So if you can um, participate in the economy we need to all participate as much as we can because it, it really is the only way the economy works. Um, so, all right, moving on to my, um, uh, my next real point here. Um, contact your vendors as early as you can. 
this is an uncomfortable conversation to have, right? Hi, I'm Steve. I don't have money to pay you. Nobody wants to have that conversation with a vendor. That's uncomfortable. It's, it feels, you can feel a little shame about it. Um, but at the end of the day, they are going to appreciate your, um, your openness and your honesty. Uh, I appreciate it when my customers call me and say, Hey, I can't, I can't make this payment. Um, and, uh, your customer, your vendors will as well. Um, but don't go to them simply say, I don't have money to pay you. My, my advice would be before you make that phone call, then you do need to make it. And it, like I said, it's going to be uncomfortable and that's, that's okay. You'll get through it. Um, have a plan. It might not be a perfect plan. It might not be, um, what they want to hear, but if you call and say, Hey, we're having, we're a little cash strapped right now. We need a little extra time. Here's what I'd like to do. Not, Hey, what can you give me? Because now you're putting it back on them to come up with the solution for your problem. Come to them and say, Hey, I need to defer this payment for 30 days and I need to have this shipment held until April 12th. And then, um, you know, we'll pay you as soon as we can, you know, based on that shipment or whatever, but have a plan that you can put in place and, uh, but be open and honest about them. That does not mean that they, you need to open your books or tell them how much money you have in the bank. That isn't their business. Okay. But if you go to them with an open, honest statement of we're having cash trouble, but here's the plan that we'd like to go through, you know, to implement, to go forward with you, um, they might come back and argue with you, but, um, and that's, that's part of the, you know, negotiating that is part of the process and that's okay too. So, um, when it comes to vendors, call them up as soon as you, you have something you can tell them and have a plan put in place and discuss it with them. Um, the same thing goes for your customers. If you have customers calling you and there is something that you can do to be of service to them, then please do it because you're going to be asking that same thing of your vendors. And we're all going to have to share the burden of a troubled economy. And that's okay. You know, it's just part of what we have to do. Um, and if we're nice about it to each other, then we'll come out stronger. Um, so if your customers come, you know, we're all in this together, do what you can for them. Um, if they don't come with you a plan with a plan because they didn't watch this live stream or they didn't listen to the, ep the audio episode, um, then be ready to help them make a plan and be the solution provider. Don't just say, well, don't call me back when you have a plan. No, be the people who can say, you know what, let's talk about this. How about if you can pay $500 in six weeks or whatever? You know, um, so we've talked about what changes in revenue, what changes in our expenses that we can, we can do, how do we work with vendors and customers? And then we want to, I would suggest putting a list together of everything that really matters to you. What are the key facts in the universe that 
if they change, whatever your plan is, is going to have to change. So obviously revenues, one vendor participation might be another one. Um, availability of raw materials could be a, a, a major one. You know, that's something in the electronics industry we've had um, over the past six to nine months, longer and longer lead times before, uh, you know, the, the COVID-19 became more of a thing. Uh, so raw material supply has become more and more difficult. Uh, and that's not going to change. That's going to get more difficult, you know, in the future. And even as the economy, even as people recover from the coronavirus, we're still going to have uh, raw materials shortages for a period of time because we're going to ramp production back up and there's going to be a huge spike in demand, which is great for raw material providers. But it means that, you know, small businesses are going to be, uh, have the hardest time potentially in acquiring raw materials to do their jobs. So that's something that you might have on your list. So the things that you, that are really going to matter to your, uh, position, your, um, to your plan, those, just to use the, the business vernacular, the key performance indicators in terms of your plan, write those down so that you can kind of keep them at the top of mind. And when they come up, you can say, all right, yeah, this is changing. I need to fix this or I need to adjust my plan a little bit. Um, all right. So let's talk about how do you make a practical plan? So we've talked about examining the part of the the, uh, the, the overall economy and your own situation and how do you um, uh, get those facts together. And we've done this in an objective environment as much as possible. Um, the first thing I want to say, we, so we have to put down a, put, a, put a plan together and how we're going to respond to the crisis, whatever crisis that would be. And, and I guess before I go any further, understand that you can't have a plan for crisis that is going to work for every situation. But you can put in a framework together of how you deal with a crisis when one arises. And so what we're going to do uh, at this point, we're so deep in one that we can come up with a very specific plan of how we're going to deal with it. But um, but going forward, you might have to make a, a template so that when crisis arises, you have an action plan that will get you to the right answer. So let's get back to the plan. The first thing that I want to talk about is it does not need to be a perfect plan. You don't have time for a perfect plan and you probably can't create a perfect plan. If you can, please write a book and then email me and I'll feature it on a future episode of the live stream. It's the perfect plan is not the point. The best plan you can do in the time that we have is the plan that you need to make. That's it. So it needs to be thoughtful and it needs to be practical. You need to, you need to put some objective thought into it, which is what we're talking about. And then you need to make it practical. It has to be doable. Um, if you make a plan, you can't do, I'm going to shift everything to an online, uh, an online store, but everything is sold through distribution and, and, um, and retail that might not be practical, you know? So we have to come back to what is a plan that is really practical that we can implement, you know? And, and so some ideas around this, and this goes back to, you're going to have to really look at your own business 
the way that you add value to your customers or the way that you could add value to your customers and say, can I add revenue streams? Are there ways of me and my team adding value to the market that I'm not using? Um, can we identify expenses that we can eliminate or modify? Working with vendors we've talked about and working with customers we've talked about. So you put those things together and you say, how specifically am I going to change my revenue streams? What am I going to target? And you may need to brainstorm 10 different new revenue streams and then do some investigation and realize that that plan isn't going to work. I did, I did a, this is kind of an aside note, but I did a marketing uh, plan that I was going to do for beyond 50%. I started talking to people in a specific marketplace and they said, yeah, that that's not a good idea. And so I had to step back and say, and it was great feedback. I got a lot out of talking to those people, but I learned a lot about the marketplace I was trying to enter and realized that I didn't know what I didn't know. And so you may have to go through that a couple of times as you, as you identify new revenue streams and say, well, that won't work for me, or it might open a different door. And that's the thing. It's just data. So find out some, some revenue streams where you can get more data and then start working with them. Uh, and then we got to work the plan. We put the plan together. We block out time to every day to act on it. One thing in a crisis is, is, you know, as small business owners, firefighting is part of our jobs. But if we don't get, we have to block some time out to implement plans to recover, well, to survive and then recover, especially in times where we're being asked not to go to the office or not to, um, uh, not to work to protect our employees and our families and our communities from the spread of disease. Um, that makes it very difficult and, and businesses can, can adapt to that for a little while, but you can't go very long. Most small businesses can't go very long. Um, so uh, block out time every day to work on creating and implementing um, the action items of your plan. Um, a plan doesn't do you any good if you don't implement it. So we've got to actually do it. And um, some of the things you're going to have to do or may have to do are going to be hard and you're not going to want to do them. And you have to if your business is going to survive. Um and I would love to tell you that you're going you're gonna to write down a plan and you're going to implement it and you're going to be absolutely confident that you did the right thing. Um, that's not a luxury we get. The only thing we know is that we are still here next month versus last month, right? Or actually, we're still here this month versus last month. That's the only validation that we often have to whether or not we took the right action. Um, and that's why I'm saying it can't, don't worry about it being a perfect plan. The plan has to be good enough to keep you alive until next month, right? That's right now. That's it. It's survival. So, um, one of the things we have to talk about when we talk about this kind of thing is, um, we have to talk about people. Uh, generally speaking, employees are our most expensive, um, or, or our highest expense as a percentage of, of revenue or whatever. 
Um, and I feel strongly personally that you have to do everything you can for your team. Uh, but there is a limit that small businesses can afford. And um, while you have to go as far as you can for your people, you have to act to maintain your business. And that is a really, really tough place to be. I've been there several times and um, uh, I'm glad to say that it never gets easier. Um, if it ever got easier, I would probably want to retire because I, that's not the kind of person I want to be. It is an important part of what we do to protect our business and our companies. After we've gone through the process of identifying what the key components of our business are, creating a plan to control them or to manage them the best that we can, um, and we implement that plan, we then have to review the results and continue to monitor the changes in the environment. Those key performance indicators, to use the keyword or that buzzword, which I know I don't, I try not to use buzzwords, but those critical factors that we use in our business that would affect us, revenue, expenses, raw material acquisition, um, the amount of work we, we can apply. Maybe we can't afford enough people to fulfill every order. So now we have, which would be actually a good problem to have in a crisis, but um, uh, if you only have limited resources to manufacture or produce your, your product, that um, uh, has to get managed as well. Review those things because you may have to change the plan as you go forward. Um, so as, I want to talk a little bit about the aftermath of a crisis. Um, you know, people will talk about getting back to normal. Um, it's been 20 years and we still take off our shoes at the airport, right? Sometimes you don't get back to what normal was before a crisis. Uh, that's okay. I think there's a lot of advantages to the transition to video conferencing, um, and, and social distancing may prove uh, to have given us a push into using video more um, and even audio content, like the, the audio version of this live stream. Uh, this kind of stuff is still, you know, as, as prolific as it is, it's still very much in its infancy in day-to-day -day use in business. Um, and so I think we'll see uh, that, that uh given an opportunity to kind of blossom, give people who might not have wanted to get into video or, uh, or, you know, these kind of distance communication tools, you know, and there's tons of math, there's Microsoft teams and Slack and, and uh, flock and a whole bunch of other ones that, you know, there might be companies, small businesses who have thought in the past, well, we're too small. We don't need to do that. Um, but there may be long-term benefits to us adopting some of these techniques uh, that we wouldn't have done before. And there's also the advantage of potentially having new revenue streams that you would never have done if you hadn't been forced into it. So, you know, the other side of this may actually be much more interesting and exciting because we were forced to take some of these actions. Um, uh, some things may never change, 
uh, there's so many people on the planet and we travel internationally, social distancing might need to be a new norm in a lot of ways um, just to keep us safe in the future because there are so many people and we do travel and, and, and viruses and bacteria can spread very quickly as we now know. Um, and so, uh, there, there may be, I, I, I would hesitate and I hope that people don't look at the, the current situation and go, okay, you know, two to four weeks from now, we're going to be back to normal, whatever that looks like. I, I, I don't feel like that's realistic. I think there's going to be changes to our business and we need to expect them to have some kind of long-term effect. We don't necessarily know what that's going to look like yet. Um, but it is likely that there's going to be as much long-term positive impact in terms of the way we do business than, uh, uh, as well as any negative impact. So, uh, for example, if we get good at video conferencing and, and, um, and communicating and messaging remotely, we can reduce uh, a lot of use of fossil fuels. And that's, that could be really cool. Um, and, and so there are, I think, things that we can do or things we can learn to do better in our businesses that will be very good for us long term. I mean, let's face it, travel's expensive. So if you can find ways, if you can get comfortable not traveling, then you've got a, a real opportunity to improve your business in the future. Not only um, are you doing something environmentally friendly, but you're also doing something that's going to be friendly to your expense reports. So, all right. Um, practical actions that I want to talk about, you know, I've been kind of weaving them in throughout this whole thing. So I, I just want to wrap it up a little bit by saying, take care of yourselves. Um, in my own case, um, I meditated right before the live stream for two reasons. One, live streaming is nerve wracking. And two, to kind of get my head right about being able to put this together. Um, for myself, I need to watch what I eat. Um, but you may have other things that, that, um, you kind of have to figure out how do I cope and is that really okay or, or okay is not the right word, but is it healthy or, or not healthy in the long term? Um, and put boundaries around that comforting behavior. That's what I'm trying to do is just say, okay, like I said earlier, I need five Triscuits and then I got to put the box away. Um, and, uh, use social media for the social, but maybe not the media. If you know what I'm saying, the, you know, the constant barrage of negative news and whatever, that part of social media, we don't need that right now. You know, we're getting enough negative news all the time that we don't need that extra push. So if you're on social media, use it for social and, and get the most out of it that you can. Um, I would encourage you to try to be positive on it. You're not going to see me there because I'm, I, I don't use social media, but try to be positive on social media as much as possible because people need that. Um, avoid news surfing, you know, stuff like that is, it can be traumatizing. Um, and working you know, uh, as small business owners, sometimes our default, certainly my default is to go to work and to go to work and to go to work and to come home to go to work. 
and um, you know, trying to find some kind of of balance, um, and and try to keep your head together while you're getting through this. Um, find ways that help you get back to calm. Remember that you're not going to stay calm, or you may not. Uh, I don't always stay calm, um, but find ways to get there. And then work through the real impact, real impact on your business, and make a plan. Write it down. Don't think your plan. Write your plan down and then execute it no matter how much it hurts. You have to do that protect your business all right so i'm going to switch over real quick to uh all right so there's no comments or questions if you have one real quick i've got a couple of wrap-up items but um and i'm happy to answer them otherwise uh you know i always have contact information at the end of the show so um uh i've switched the announcements to the end of the program which you might have noticed if you've been watching uh so we are still working on, on the Thursdays at 10 a.m. Uh, if this, you know, I, I would like to say if this is a valuable uh, program for you, please share it with your friends uh, who are small business owners um, so that they can, they can get the value as well. Um, and uh, before I sign off here, um, take care of each other and, and uh, take care of your people. You can subscribe to the Beyond 50% YouTube channel and to the Up and to the Right live stream at beyond50percent.com or here on YouTube. Uh, if, you, uh, if you're in the midst of this crisis and you do need a hand developing some kind of, of new products or services, new implementations to change the way you do business, um, that's the kind of thing that we do at Beyond 50%. Call us. Phone number is 970-218-2018 or email at go.beyond at b50p.com. Any topics or questions, uh, you can just send them to q.a at b50p.com and I look forward to interacting with you. And um, and if there's a topic suggestion, I, I'll, uh, I'll let you know if that's something I can, I can put into a future episode. And again, I'd like to thank you for watching. Um, and say take care of each other and stay healthy.